Welcome to A Million Baptist Podcast, where we discuss church life, theological questions, and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the roundtables here at Amelia Baptist Church. We are so excited that we get to keep these going. We are on the second episode, I guess you can call it an episode, second time we're doing this, second roundtable this year. Uh, but happy 2021 to you. Hope you're having a wonderful February. Um, we are going to talk about something really important uh, that's really at the heart of what we believe makes Amelia Baptist Church a bit different, which is our concentration on family equipping ministry. And a little bit about a conference that a few um, of our couples in the church, young married families, were able to attend this past weekend. So to discuss that, I get a really beautiful, special guest uh, today. And if it cut to Neil, that'd be really awkward and weird, but it's not. It's not Neil. It's my wife, Amy Jo Page. Hello. Previously, Amy Jo Braddock, if anyone's listening from Callahan. Um, <laughs> but hey, honey. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. You're doing something you're always really comfortable doing, which is being (laughs) being on camera and being heard. Yes. But I think you have all kinds of awesome, wonderful things to say. So that's weird to me that you don't want to yell it from the mountaintops. Yes. Well... Yeah, I remain more guarded. <laughs> just, I just call it being more guarded than Are most. you trying to balance me out? <laughs> yes. Because I constantly say things that I shouldn't say, and you're like, someone in this family needs to Trying to. <laughs> but uh, tell them a little bit about um, where we went this past weekend with the, with, with the groups here. So Dr. Rob and Amy Reno mm-hmm. put on a wonderful parenting conference, and we had the opportunity to sit under them and just get some wonderful information yeah, and help tips, you know, with, with parenting and a lot of it exposed my own heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a parent life conference. Yeah. Well, that's what the, what the guy said from Fruit Cove Baptist church and the middle school pastor there, mm-hmm. his name escapes me right now, but really big shout out to Fruit Cove. They did such an awesome job Yeah. Uh, there. I guess they're Mandarin area. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be considered but, Mandarin. Yeah. Mandarin. So, but they're awesome staff and they invited Rob and his wife, Amy, who are from visionary family. Yes. Um, and so visionaryfam.com is where mm-hmm. you need to go to check yes. them out. They all, all their books and everything. They have so much good information. But it was there. a parent life conference because they too have a podcast called parent life, mm-hmm. which was sort of all about this. And we have a lot of similarities, our church and their yeah, church about we do. what we want and, and really not what we want, what the Bible wants or what God wants. Right. From parents. Exactly. Um, uh, so just a few things, um, just some shameful plugs uh, for you to go to visionaryfam.com and, and listen for yourself as well as a podcast that Rob and Amy Reno have, mm-hmm. that you'll have more information there about that. But uh, Visionary Marriage, Visionary Parenting, they have a book that addresses um, spiritual apathy mm-hmm. in teenagers. In teenagers, yeah. Um, then they have curriculum they've designed specifically for family worship, which is something we'll get into a little later here uh, today as we're sort of talking about this. But you read one of Amy's books that you love, right? I did. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, Amy wrote- I put it wrote, in there on purpose because I knew that you would- Good job. Yes, because I listened to you. <laughs> she wrote a book called The Not-So-Perfect Mom. And I highly recommend that for any weary mother. It is so, so helpful. It was just encouraging and um, helps you to know that you're not alone yeah. in this- struggle to try and parent your children biblically. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're listening or you're watching for the first time and you don't know much about Amy, Joe, and I, um, we have three daughters, uh, Ellie, Joe, Tegan, and Zoe. 
Mm-hmm. And the oldest is not yet seven. She'll be seven this March. year. March. March, mm-hmm. yeah. I knew her birthday. Now it seems like I <laughs> didn't know it, and that's terrible. But I did know it. I know all of their birthdays. Um, this I was is there. Coming up. Yeah, I was there. Uh, Zoe's in your face. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said in your face. But uh, <laughs> uh, three daughters. So here <laughs> and several other churches in our community, it doesn't seem like much as far as number. Right. Because we have so many of our friends with six or seven or 10 kids, right? Yes, so yes. we're always like, oh, well, then we should be able to handle this. But I think Rob and Amy Reno, who have seven children mm-hmm. and who've been married for like 26 years, and you and I will be 11 years this year. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm all over the dates. You are. I'm really doing good so far, I think. <laughs> um, they, it was, it was intimidating at first. Because we aren't here to talk, nor do we really stand up with parenting advice because so many people have older children and more children yeah. than ours. So I don't think we really feel, I mean, you can pass on biblical information. You can definitely share your experiences, but right. this isn't a parent podcast. Right. This is just saying what we took from it and sort of hoping to push people and move people towards this very helpful material. Exactly. Um, that's kind of where I'd set with it. But with our three girls, uh, it's exactly what you said. You went because you're like, I really would love to go to this pot, this uh, parenting conference so that we could learn how to take care of these little heathens at home. You know what I mean? These little pagans that are just running the house uh, ragged. But yeah. we ended up getting, you know, sort of our tails kicked <laughs> listening to this stuff. We were beating the face a lot with, with the truth of the gospel and sort of in his experiences. Was that your, well, that sort of happened with you too? Yes. I wouldn't say beat in the face. Okay. I mean, definitely convicted. But <laughs> it's they, too violent. Well, they coupled it with encouragement. Abs- no, it was you very know? encouraging. They really did. Yeah. So it wasn't like you left feeling like, um, Okay, I'm way out of my league here, and I don't know what I'm going to do, and and completely discouraged. You no, know, I agree. And they, they totally ended it with an encouraging. It was message. very, it was yeah. very good, and we all left very encouraged. Yes. I think we can speak for the group there. Um, but the main question that we wanted to sort of tackle with you, honey, and, and just sort of as we talk about what we learned, um, was where does the heart get shaped? They kept bringing it back to that question. Mm-hmm. So you have been given the task, or the responsibility by God Himself, to have your children to raise your children. God knew mm-hmm. what he was doing when he gave you your children. Yeah. And we love that question. He goes, often you'll find yourself, Lord, why did you give me these children? And the Bible has answers as exactly to why, but yeah. we're often asking it in a sense of why did you give me these children? <laughs> but it all comes back to sort of their main passage for the weekend um, that Rob and Amy kept referring to, which was Deuteronomy um, 6. And mm-hmm. that's from the D6 family conference from when yeah. we first heard uh, Rob and Amy Reno there. And that began in verse five. And I just wanted to share that with everybody in case mm-hmm. they're, it's been a while since they've heard this passage. But in verse five, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. And as we've seen, that's Jesus referring back to the Deuteronomy when he gives us the two greatest commandments mm-hmm. in Matthew. And so that's where we get those. Yep. Uh, and then in verse seven, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get mm-hmm. up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. And then even as far as to write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And, and and this is what he's basically saying. He's saying it starts at home. Mm-hmm. That we've often, in Bible Belt, Southern culture specifically, uh, we are you raised in church? You know, it's a common question. You don't, people don't mean anything necessarily bad by that. Right. But we're not raised in church. Mm-hmm. We're raised at home. And, and whether you're at home or you're in the car, um, before you go to sleep, all of these are opportunities. And so if you're asking the question, Where does the heart get shaped? If that's your responsibility, if God has not given the pastor or the school teacher who all do incredible things, Mm -hmm. who can, who can really add a lot to your life and 
But I know that this is also something that matters to teachers and schools who are saying, please yeah. be going over this material with your kids. Like yes. I've never met a teacher who was against parental involvement mm-hmm. and, and discipleship and leadership. I've never want, met a teacher who wanted to take the reins like that um, in my experience or in my right. conversations. So there's just this truth that it can matter to the pastor. It can matter to the teacher who they only see maybe once a week, mm-hmm. maybe twice. And yet you're a parent who's at home with them all the time. And so right. if you really care about shaping their heart, then it's got to be you that does it. That's um, right. One That's- of those things that, that was very important to you, I didn't get this as much. And I'm the one that goes to bed with them too at night, like does a lot of the story reading and mm-hmm. all that. But you said that when Rob said, or Amy, I think it was, said there was something very special about the last few minutes of the day. Yes. What was that? What did that mean to you? Why is that so such a big deal? The last few minutes before they go to sleep? Yeah. Well, it's like their walls come down a little bit. And I love how they explained this, how a lot of times you'll notice that children who maybe even kids that aren't necessarily your cuddle kids who like to snuggle up with you during the day at night, they're more open and receptive to that. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge indication that just walls have come down and they call them heart touches. Mm. And so you you really want to look for those moments where you can connect with your child and and ask them to give you their heart. Mm-hmm. That's so important yeah. because that's what we're shaping and molding here. Yeah. And hopefully through the power of the Holy Spirit, as we're teaching them the word, they'll receive that truth. Yeah. And your connection with them, that heart connection is built, you know, even more. It's so much stronger. Yeah. Do you think parents need to start asking more about where their teachable moments are? Do you think that sort of escapes parents as they're just trying to thrive or survive throughout the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because... I mean, when you're going through the day, you're sometimes for me, I'm just trying to survive it. Mm -hmm. And when you have so many things coming at you, you just really need to kind of stop and wait a second, listen to your children a little bit more, because I think a lot of times we have a tendency to tune them out Mm -hmm. to an extent because it's so chaotic, right? you know, and, and I'm speaking to, you know, with little ones, sure, three little ones, two very close in age. So that was a convicting thing for me to stop, listen to what they're saying, and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, but he also said, though, because I know you're saying it's a seasonal thing, but he also sort of said something I found a little depressing, which was, you guys think you're in this chaos mode with seven and under. He goes, there is nothing harder than parenting your young adult and adult children. Yes. And I just went... That's terrible. I know. <laughs> like, why would you say that to us? We're all so excited <laughs> to get past the diaper phase. And you're like, that's a breeze. And I've heard that from other people. Oh, who yeah. are just like, oh, please give me babies Absolutely. any day. So yeah. be thankful for those sleepless nights. Um, right. A few things. What's even funny is as we're doing as we're doing this podcast, I have to mention, we're doing the podcast, Pastor Neil is babysitting our children yes. outside. You can hear blood curling screams. <laughs> Uh, of him chasing him them around. And I don't right. know if it's going to pick up on the audio. <laughs> so I just wanted to say, we don't have any soundproof rooms here at ABC, but if you're hearing anything that sounds like a horror movie, it's Pastor Neil family kids. equipping, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a few quotes that sort of meant a lot to me and would love to get sort of your take on that, hun. And then moving into some application, like some things that we can leave people who are listening today mm-hmm. with. I would love to do that because that's our way of like passing on yeah. what we heard. And I think parents will be really interested. And then maybe end it with just some areas where we hope a little bit of transparency where we hope to be yes. uh, better parents. Cause I know that was, that was most of my note taking. Yeah. Mine was too. In that. But uh, my favorite quote 
from Rob, one of my favorite quotes from Rob over the weekend was home as a discipleship center for your kids means you or we, if you're speaking as the parents risk personal growth. And it makes me think, you know, how I'm obsessed with, with sort of cultural Christianity and we're we're in the Bible belt. So everyone professes to be a believer in Christ, but when rubber is supposed to meet the road, there's a lot of hesitance, misprioritized, Mm -hmm. uh, scheduling in this generation of parenting, um, things that do matter but they don't matter near as much as captivating and shaping one's heart for Christ from right. an eternal perspective. And when he said that, you know, all I could think about was, uh, this isn't just for them. This is for you. This is that kids are a sanctifying tool. How many times do we say that oh, man. our kids are like a sanctifying tool every day, right? Every day. I think, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is, but this can go one of two ways. I can look at my children and be like, ah, and lose your mind. Or you can, <laughs> you can say, okay, this is meant to sanctify me. Yeah. And this is exposing my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those moments that I lose patience or I'm just completely flustered or use a, a harsh word. Mm-hmm. It's all exposure of my heart. Yeah. And so I think approaching them and, and approaching parenting with humility and being receptive to receive God's truth and correction through seeing your actions with your children, wow. if that makes sense. No, yeah. I think it's really good. Um, and I think, you know, when you say, is this a teachable moment? You're not just saying that for your kid. You're saying it for you. Absolutely. So walk out of every sermon with arms filled with application, yes. every Bible study, and know that you're not just shaping their lives. You're it's you being used to shape yours and, and God receiving the glory for it. I, I like that he said the engine that powers the vehicle. Uh, family worship is the engine that powers the vehicle. Yes. And and that's where I want to kind of shift gears, talk about the idea of family worship. For anyone who's not familiar with that, mm-hmm. it's sort of a charge, which I think was sort of a long time ago, a normal thing that happened in the house. But right. maybe something right. we drifted away from because we were sort of, we, we want the pastor, we want the churches to raise the kids mm-hmm. in time, you know, like it's just that always that became a thing. Like well, the churches were looked at as like the ones who invested morally. Like right. you, you teach them the moral. We'll, ethical we'll make side. sure they get to school. Right. We'll work and we'll feed them. Make sure they have good grades. Yeah. We'll make sure they have get a scholarship. Yeah. Uh, that they, they get to all their extracurriculars on time. But when it comes to the Bible study, that's a little too intimate. I don't know as much about that, but so instead of like diving into it and knowing mm-hmm. more about the word than your kids while praying that your kids love Jesus more than you do, because that's my prayer. Right. I want all three of my daughters to love Jesus more than I do. Yes. It doesn't mean I pump the brakes. It means I need to know more about Jesus and you know fight more harder. about his word. Yeah. Um, and, and then we love that when he said family worship, this time together, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with what that means, um, I know I already said that once, but uh, family worship is this gathering Mm-hmm. where it could be just a few minutes, could be 15 or 20 or however long mm-hmm. where you get the family together and it's just time they know that's coming where yes. the family is going to be together. It's and, and and this is where it gets into a lot of, well, it wasn't that great, was it? And well, it's not how I want it to be. And he is saying, look, dismiss all those concerns right. and just throw as much as you can at the wall. And then he gave us a lot of application. So what, what are our big, you can be as transparent as you want here. <laughs> Don't be too mean though, because I am still, I still have feelings. Okay. Uh, but where is our issue? Where's is the page household issue when it comes to family worship, wanting to pull the kids together and, and do this stuff? Well, okay. Let me preface this by saying we're both firstborn children. Mm-hmm. 
So for yeah, other firstborn children, yeah, you're perfect you know, and we do perfect you things. have this like expectation <laughs> right. of, oh, this all has to go smoothly. Yeah. I'm going to write everything down and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to spend five minutes doing this and it's going to go this way. The kids are going to walk the aisle at the end. <laughs> right. Except Jesus. And there's going to be this Savior. brokenness and it's going to be beautiful. And Tegan's just going to start repeating first Kings yeah. in the original Hebrew. Right. Yeah. And then 30 seconds in and you have Zoe screaming right. and Tegan who's like doing flips right. off the the couch or something, yeah. you know, com- it's just complete madness. Yeah. And you have a tendency to be like, okay, they're not getting anything from this. Like, why are we even doing it? Yeah. And, um, I just want to encourage you to press yeah. forward with that because continue, even though it doesn't seem like it, uh, it's a habit that's being established and they're watching you. Yeah. They're watching you and knowing that this is important enough for you to tackle, even yeah. though it's this difficult. Yeah. Pastor Neil has made, um, a big deal of this in his sermons in the past, but one of our greatest idols is our, our unmet expectations. Exactly. This idea that we have a perfect scenario and mm-hmm. if it's not played out, then man, it just didn't count. Right. And, and Rob was just like, look, you got to die to that. And and what a weird way to tell your kids that, um, if it's worth doing, you, you better do it perfectly. If right. you're going to try it. And he, he went the whole opposite way. Yeah. What was his phrase? It was, uh, a quote by GK Chesterton. Yeah, right. Right. Yes. If it's worth doing, yeah. It's worth doing poorly. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Yes. Which means this matters so much. Exactly. <laughs> do the best you can and stop freaking out over the results. Right. And some of the application there, just to get your hands on it, uh, praying or having mm-hmm. them lead in prayer, mm-hmm. reading the Bible. And he said commentaries are fine as far as like the Jesus storybook or just any like Bible you use. Uh, for kids. Right. But he said, don't ignore the actual Bible. And I love like, this Like read the Bible. Because Bible. Right. Because even though you have these studies, they're great. Mm-hmm. The Bible is the only act of living word. Right. Exactly. It's, it's Nothing so else has been inspired by the Holy Spirit right. in so, that sense. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And encouraging them if they're able to read, to just read a little bit of it. Right. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. He went over activities and said that he hates crafts as well do I hate crafts. <laughs> as do I. I love hate. them. Yeah. You love them, but you would just do crafts all day. Yeah. You and your sister, if you could. <laughs> I can't stand them. I don't like glue. I don't like glitter. I don't like pretty much anything. Bring it on. I love it but you love it. And we were raising three girls. So God bless two parent houses where that happens or just a parent that loves crafts. Great. Praise God. Um, I love the, and I felt very guilty about this, but every night he would offer a blessing yes. to his child. Oh, I love May the Lord bless that. you and keep you. Yeah. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be mm-hmm. gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And yes. that, 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 you know, Old Testament blessing over the household. It's something um, that your mom does with yeah. us still. Well, like yeah, she, she still sends the group she text. She sends us a text <laughs> with it. Right. And I love it. And I'm thinking, why am I not doing this with my children every yeah. single day? But, he, but Rob said he got to the point where he did it so often during nighttime or at nighttime that his adult children would text, text them when him. they were off at college <laughs> and say, <laughs> you know, hey, dad, where's my blessing? And he would yeah. have to text a blessing, <laughs> which is so funny because you could just cut and paste, yeah. whatever. But it's just mattered to them to such mm-hmm. a degree. So consistency is the right. key word there. Don't worry about perfection. Worry about consistency with a good heart. Yeah. Uh, and then songs are fun. He talked about how it can be awkward to sing at home, but he said it shouldn't. Right. Uh, just throw a song out or dance to a song. Do something where you're doing it together to the glory of God. And I know that can be easier with younger children to establish that than right. older children, but um, it's still worth it. Still worth trying. That vulnerability, you're, you're going to want to run from that, but really try to press into it more. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And then sort of realizing everything can just go absolutely off the trails or chaotic, but you still gathered together as a family That's and you've right. shown your, your kids priority. That's right. 
I just think we can miss the forest for the trees sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. um, by aiming for just this Bible study. And it's like, look, they got Bible study. Uh, hopefully they're doing personal devotions or you can be leading mm-hmm. them in that. They can say the Bible on their own or they can go to Wednesday or Sunday or whatever the church provides. And you can do a Bible study anytime. Reserve family worship for going over the Bible. Yes, learning more about the Bible, mm-hmm. but don't make it some strict lecture of any kind, you know, and and then he went into the importance of catechisms, yeah. uh, which people we've learned have made that more synonymous with maybe being in a Catholic school and that mm-hmm. word was sort of hijacked. But I would I would suggest looking up uh, really great biblical faithful catechisms and, and looking at the links that we have at AmeliaBaptist.org for that. Yes. Uh, to look at catechisms is just ways where there are questions and answers where you learn more about the word. That's right. Um, who made you? God made me. Why did he make you? Right. Mm-hmm. For his glory. And that's another good thing for a parent that feels a little bit... Um, you know, doesn't have enough confidence to really approach the word and teaching the word to their children. Catechisms is a great way to start because you're learning with them on that. Exactly. And if you're only worrying about attendance and there's not that kind of priming, that that mm-hmm. teaching and leadership at home during family worship and biblical discipleship at home, uh, then you sort of fall into a trap that Vody Bauckham calls uh, people being in love with a Jesus that they really don't know. Yes. Um, how can we follow a Christ that we don't know? Uh, that we exactly. that we haven't read or understand from the scriptures because the gospel is so incredibly simple, while at the same time, you know, the Bible is so incredibly deep yeah. and just holds you. And the deeper rooted you get into the Bible, the more it kind of holds you fast to the mm-hmm. truths of the scriptures. Um, when I, I want to know what you thought about this, we didn't get a chance to talk about it as much because we just came home immediately and the kids were like velociraptors. But when spiritual acceleration does occur, like let's say people leave a conference or even listen to this podcast and go home and want to try some of these things or feel encouraged about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways in which they could prepare for opposition by the enemy? Cause he mentioned that there is going to be opposition by the enemy, there is. Uh, by the devil. And I think it's it's important to realize that when we're growing. Mm-hmm. So so what are ways in which you're preparing or we are preparing as a couple? Pray. Right. And uh, throw all of your expectations out the window. Constantly lay them down mm-hmm. and ask the Lord to, you know, give you the endurance you need to get through that um, because that part's hard. Yeah. Part's hard. Starting it is the hardest thing. And then. That's so true. And then continuing it. Right. Yeah. The consistency with it. And he said, God never calls us to do anything. He has not also empowered us to do, to do. Exactly. which I like a lot better than God won't give you more than you can handle. That's right. Because merely parenting, living life, it's more than I can going handle to college. <laughs> all of it is more than we can handle. That's right. The whole gospel is that we have too much on us with just a little, that it's God's power and strength that keep us. Exactly. Um, all right. So I want to end it on uh, things that hit us over the head personally, because now they've heard a lot of information. Yeah. They've heard of uh, some application things we can do and things they can read and order and go to that website again, visionaryfam.com. I'll mention mm-hmm. it again at the end. Uh, but what are some things that really hit you over the head, not me, nothing. I'm a perfect parent. So nothing hit me over the head. I was prepared for all of it. So perfect. It is weird how good of, of a parent I am. <laughs> that's a pretty big laugh for something that I said, but oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so me personally, well, I touched on it a little bit. I think, um, probably approaching parenting with more humility, mm. you know, because being able to be receptive of, the correction when I see that I've messed up and also, um, being more vulnerable with my children, even though they're so young, I think that I need to 
approach them, apologize to them more whenever I mess up and let them see my struggle. Mm. Because I think sometimes I know with Ellie Joe, when she sees me mess up, like I've apologized to her recently about something, something I did. And she was like, but why did you do that? Why? Like it made her feel really uncomfortable. And I thought, man, she doesn't need to have me up on this pedestal of perfection. I need to be more transparent with who I am and the struggle that I have so that she doesn't feel alone as she gets older and she feels that struggle. Has that been harder for you? Um, because God has granted us the ability, uh, for you to stay at home with our children. This is something you've always wanted to do is be a full-time mom mm-hmm. and a full-time housewife while I entered the pastorate at that time. And we had talked about, cause you worked forever until yeah. ABC and Lee Baptist. Yeah. Uh, but when Ellie Joe was born, we were really serious about that. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, and no one has a perfect way of doing these things and mm-hmm. maybe not for everyone. But when you did that, do you think that a lot of your identity is wrapped up in how perfect you parent and that might be why it's why you're struggling yeah with humility is that you think because i want i want other moms to hear that okay so you yeah oh yeah Yeah. so you stay home and you feel like there's this expectation on you to have it all together you need to be like miss Susie homemaker and have everything perfect because you get to stay home with your kids. Right. It's a privilege. It's a pretty easy job too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so easy. I don't mean how, how to brag. How did you do with them the I don't other day? mean to brag, but I can do it for a whole two hours before I <laughs> lose my mind. But you have to let those expectations down constantly yeah. and then add, you know, the fact that I'm also the wife of a pastor at mm-hmm. church, yeah. you know, and they're like, mm, you can see them out of the corner of corner of their eyes. People mm-hmm. watching when your kids mess up, they're like, mm, how's she going to handle this? Yeah. Not here. <laughs> not at Amelia Baptist. Nothing no. but love and encouragement here. I want to make sure that that's <laughs> pronounced. <laughs> no, that, yeah. But that's something that is hard. And yeah. so sometimes I think you, that yeah. pride walk can come up and be like, I have to have this all together. You know what? I think you've been most encouraged when another mom or someone who's been a mom for a very long time comes up to you and goes, we all, we all have problems. You know, like it's, it's a messy thing, ain't it? You know, yes. I, what a sigh of relief. Like other Absolutely. moms can just be like, yeah, we're all struggling. Yeah. And, and you're not trying to find this piety or the self-righteousness in the struggle. Right. You just want to point to things that point to Christ. Exactly. I want to point to my insufficiency because then I'm reminded that scripture is sufficient and God is sufficient to get us through this and to keep our kids and to, to yeah. make them love and, him more. And by the way, I did have an, uh, an older lady in the church approach me, a couple of them actually, and it was the sweetest thing. And I just want to mention it just because other mothers might struggle too. When you have really young children, yeah. um, I had a mom say, well, honey, just remember in Isaiah 40, 11, mm-hmm. he leads those gently with young. And I was like, oh, oh that's good. And I've held on to that scripture so much. I'm like, Lord, you're gently leading me right because <laughs> yeah. i'm struggling today <laughs> right i love that though i but that's what the church is for that's why i so hope that's we can right. get Ugh. everybody back under the roof sometime soon Ugh. oh amen it's just so much accountability and necessary for spiritual growth and these yeah. these kindnesses that we get to experience uh, a few for me um asking for my daughter's heart especially that father-daughter yeah. relationship i just oh, never yeah. sat down and ask them for their heart and what a weird thing for someone who hasn't been raised in the church or not hearing what that meant exactly but just saying, honey, is it okay if you entrust your heart to mommy and daddy? I mean, ultimately yeah. we serve the Lord in our house and daddy can't save you and mommy can't save you, but right. we want to take this responsibility seriously to, mm-hmm. to parent you and love you unconditionally. And so I think that's important. I plan to do that. Um, <laughs> there were a few funny things, but not so funny. Like 
when you raise your voice to create emphasis, like they've disobeyed a few times and at the end you like really yell it. So they get the idea. Yes. And you get in that habit of they only listen when you yell. I want to break that habit so bad. And I I do that way more than you do that. You're a very soft spoken person, but I've also seen you turn your head around (laughs) in the car and like, you know, flip out. I've seen it. It's (laughs) fully transparent. Yes. Be transparent, please. That's absolutely right. And And then the count, the counting method. One. Now I haven't two, done that so I much. I do it all the time. <laughs> Three. It's just t- me and Tegan's main ver- uh, form of relationship <laughs> communication. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of that stuff. Time. You know, I just need to give them my full attention more as a parent. But I think yeah. it, more than anything, and I want to come full circle here. Uh, they wrap this this up with encouragement, mm-hmm. but with grace. Yes. Uh, have yes. grace for yourself and yes. like understand you're not going to do this perfectly. Right. You walk by the common grace of God. You walk yeah. by his sufficient grace that you got to go into this knowing you're going to mess up this kid to some degree. Like it's just going right. to happen. Yeah. So give the kid back to the Lord. And I thought that that was what was so cool about your devotion with the girls this morning. You went over Hannah's prayer mm-hmm. uh, and first Samuel where she, where she gives this prophet back to the Lord because yeah. She had wanted kids and couldn't have kids. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it just reminded me that she didn't stop being the primary discipler of that kid. What she did was she entrusted her kid to who made her kid That's and right. who is a sovereign over the salvation That's right. of her kids. So I think we leave this uh, today with go start anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anything we mentioned, he had talked to a man who wasn't even praying over meals and he just left that guy with start praying over meals, like throw right. anything you can at the waltz and sticks Yes, and have it see stick. Don't, yeah, yeah. Just see what sticks and, and, and trust God with the results. Right. That's right. Um, but and, I want to, yeah. yeah. No, and please. just your approach to parenting. I think the biggest takeaway was, um, you are parenting to win over their hearts mm-hmm. and what she calls it a lot in her book is wooing their hearts. Yeah. So let your focus be, let me connect with my child's heart. And that way I can win them over for the Lord. Yeah, that's so true. What a great point. Well, honey, thank you for doing something like this that you don't normally like to do, but you faked it really well uh, the whole time. And (laughs) I always love uh, being with you and and doing this kind of stuff. So, but everyone go check out visionaryfam.com and then make sure to tune in and share Subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, now Spotify. Clay is working on uh, getting these podcasts uh, literally everywhere. So the options that you have are increase to listen or just to create some audio during your drive. We would love for your feedback. Any questions at all? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope yeah. you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you, hon. Appreciate you. You're welcome.